This is the Kona Edge, the home of Ironman triathletes who dream of qualifying for the World Championships on the Big Island. You're listening to the Kona Edge. It's great to have you with us. We head back to Canada now to chat to returning guests, Scott Cooper. I'm Brad Brown. Scott, welcome back onto the Kona Edge. Thank you, Brad, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Scott, you spoke when when we first spoke. You you said to me that uh, growing up, obviously a lot of the sports you did, there was running involved, and and you enjoyed it. But uh, again, uh, we spoke about the bike and how good you are on the bike. You, you you you're a natural runner. I mean, your your marathon times at the end of an Ironman are are, are something else. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's good to fall back on for sure. It's nice when I get off the bike and I know that. Uh, that I still have a, a strong finish in me. It's uh, I, I catch a lot of guys on the uh, on the end of a marathon, and and I I find that it helps give me a lot of confidence to know that I can I can put together a good run, no matter how uh, how shattered the legs are after 180k on the bike. Yeah, as as frustrating uh, as frustrating as it is having your swim as your your weakest discipline, I, I'm sure you wouldn't trade it. You wouldn't trade a strong run in for a stronger swim. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Like if you if you look at the the time spent at each of the three sports, the uh, uh, having a strong bike run is is obviously invaluable because if you if you lose a few percent there, it can be uh, ten, fifteen, twenty minutes. Whereas if you lose a few percent on the swim, it might be five minutes. So it's uh, um, it's good to have that run strength, and and a lot of people that's where they start struggling on on the day. So I I, I really like to be able to, to put out good efforts there and, and really hammer out the run courses. You also said to me your your first Ironman, the, the the second half of that marathon was particularly tough. We we all get to a point at some stage in a race where we we in a, a really dark place. Uh, some of us like hanging out in those dark places, others not so much. What what's your strategy to to sort of pull yourself out of one of those holes? Uh, my, my biggest strategy is, uh, um, really just breaking it down. Um, I, I try and, uh, try and not think about how many, how many Ks I still have to go. Um, and then uh, I just sort of, I make deals with myself is essentially what it comes down to. I'll say, okay, like get to the next aid station. And then if you get to the next aid station and you're really fried, then you can walk. And then what I find is that when I get to that next aid station, I'm still feeling good. So then I'll be able to keep running. And, and as I get more and more tired, I just break down how far ahead I'm looking. So uh, in races, I'll, I'll count telephone poles. I'll just try and run to the next telephone pole and then tell myself, if you get to the next one, then you can see. And if you still feel bad, then you can you can take a break. And, and I always find that uh, when I get to that next telephone pole, I'm like, oh, you can do one more. And then that's how you can get that rhythm back. And and then uh, slowly work yourself out of those those dark holes. As far as gains on the run, what what, what are some of the things you've done that that you feel have given you massive improvements? Uh, to be honest, the with my run, uh, just because it's always been my strength, and and uh, and I've been trying to build up my bike and swim over the years. I haven't uh, haven't done a huge focus on my running. Um, again, I, I find that just consistency is the important thing. Um, I just really have to put in some solid miles in the, in the couple months leading up to a race, and then my my runs will, will sharpen up. Um, but if I do, if I did have to to put down one thing that that I find is really helpful is uh, is thinking about um, efficiently hitting the paces as opposed to just trying to do whatever I have to do to hit paces. So in a hard interval workout, instead of just really hammering. I can. I'll still hammer and I'll still go hard, but but I'll really focus on can I be a little bit more efficient while I'm doing this set and still hit this pace and and especially in Ironman running where where it's you're already tired and you, and you got a long way to go in a marathon. 
um, efficiency is, is just so important. So really focusing on that and maintaining good form late on and in, in hard interval sets, uh, I find really pays off when you get to the get to race day because that's when you can you can focus on those little technical cues like keeping uh, uh, keeping your feet underneath you and your hip hips over your feet that sort of thing. You can you can focus on those. 30, 35 K into a marathon and keep your pace up and, and not slow down at the end. And then that's where you can get a good, good run time. As far as workouts go, what, what do you love doing run wise? Uh, one of my, uh, one of my favorite workouts that I do is, uh, and usually I'll do this as a, as a brick brick run, but, uh, I'll do, a, a set of, uh, I'll increase the number as I go through the, through the season, but, the main part of the set is a, is a 15 minute block where you do a five minute, four minute, three minute, two minute, one minute at, uh, at increasing speeds. So uh, what I do is I'll start with a base speed that maybe at the beginning of the season, I'll start with 13 and a half kilometers an hour. And then for each of those, those sets I'll include, I'll increase by a kilometer per hour. So I don't know if that's, that's too confusing, but anyways, essentially what it'd be is you do five minutes at 13 and a half. Then four minutes at fourteen and a half, three minutes at fifteen and a half, two minutes at sixteen and a half, one minute at seventeen and a half kilometers an hour, and then just repeat through that cycle. and And I find that that's a way that you can again get that that sort of feel of a build throughout a run, and you can uh, get some good top speed, but for short periods of time. and And I find that that's a really good one just to work on tempo and uh, and, and improving that run run speed and efficiency. And then deeper into the season, do you do you make those fifteen minute blocks longer, or is, do you do more of those fifteen minute blocks? If that makes sense. Yeah, well, I do both. So what I'll do is I'll uh, I'll increase the number of fifteen minutes. So in say February, maybe I'm doing thirty minutes total. So I'll do twice through that. Um, whereas at this time of the season, when I'm about to to do an Ironman, maybe I'll do five times. So it'll be an hour and fifteen minute uh, main set. And then the other thing that I do is I'll increase that base speed. So like I said, I'll start the season at, say, 13.5 kilometers an hour, and then I'll work my way up to, uh, by the end of the season, doing starting at 14.5 or 15 kilometers an hour and then and then building all the way up to, say, 19 kilometers an hour for the, the fast one minutes. And, and uh, so kind of build it up in both ways. Fantastic. And then puke afterwards, I'm sure. Absolutely, yeah. Have a little puke and then lie, lie down on the track, and then you're good to go. <laughs> I love it. We're going to get you on next time to talk a little bit about uh, your nutrition strategy and how you approach uh, an Ironman. But we'll save that for another day. Thanks for your time today, Scott. Thanks so much, Brad. Great talking to you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Kona Edge. Run like the wind. Our next free online running seminar is happening soon. Sign up now on the KonaEdge.com slash running seminar.